On this special episode of the Into Geek podcast, Alice and I sit down with local paranormal investigator and owner of the historical haunts of Memphis, Stephen Gunther. Our conversation goes between the haunts of America into film, television, and even Zach Baggins. So sit down, relax, and let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to a very special episode. Uh, this is the Into Geek Podcast's uh, first live interview. Um, we're joined today by Stephen Gunther of the Historical Haunts of Memphis. How are you doing today? Doing well. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, yeah. And Allison is here. Hello, everybody. Unfortunately, Chase could not join us because he had uh, work issues. So mm, you know, it happens. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's barely important. So gotta it, it, pay it's, those it's bills fine. somehow. Yeah. We? So <laughs> when I started the show, um, I wanted it to be about getting into other parts of culture um, and ways for me to expand being a, a geek. And to me, if you have a very heavy like of a certain hobby, you're almost like a geek of that hobby. When we got to October, I've always wanted to learn more about the craft of you know ghost hunting. And so we started like you know talking like and looking things, and we found your site, and it was really cool. We uh, came and did your tour. Uh, which was awesome. I, I, I fully suggest anybody who is just looking for something fun to do on, on the weekend. It, it's, it wasn't too long. It was maybe like two hours or so. Yeah, 90 minutes, two hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it was really, it was something I had never done before. It was it was pretty informative in the very beginning. We uh, walked a couple blocks and hit a, a couple of spots and heard like, I think like four or five stories. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, about about certain deaths in in like old like you know, Memphis mm-hmm. and, and that was really cool to uh, you know to learn and then we went into your your basement and we uh, began to talk to ghosts so like you know it was it was cool so from, from a person who's watched a bunch of movies I've always wanted to like you know be like in that process right so let's get into the really generic question of how did you decide to get into this was it one singular event in your life or was it just uh, a, a very like inquisitive mind of yours. Well, I think like a lot of people, you know, growing up, I was just, you know, I loved ghost stories. You know, in the Boy Scouts or Indian Guides or whatever, and they're telling the campfire story as a kid, and you get all kind of drawn into these details, and, and everybody likes being scared. I think the adrenaline that yes. these create, I mean, it was, we, you know, we, we thrive on that. You know, it gets us all excited. So I think it started with that, and then uh, when the little uh, mailers would come to the school, like the Scholastic Book Mailer, I'm like, okay, I'll take anything that's a ghost story <laughs> yeah. and Dracula. All and the goosebumps, yeah. Yes, anything you got there. Um, uh, you know, and so it was just all that constant reading and loving, loving uh, the idea of ghosts and spirits and the supernatural and werewolves, just any, anything beyond my normal life. Is there any book particular that, that really turns you on to things? Or, or like, is there, is there a certain author that, that you just like really love? Uh, not really. Each one kind of has a different take on it. That's fair. You, you yeah. know, um, but you, as you get older, though, you start to see. And it was interesting to me how many stories and books and things. How much of our culture deals with ghosts? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go all the way back, there's a ghost story in the Bible in the Old Testament about a ghost coming out and talking to uh, King Saul because Samuel had died and, and Saul needed some um, information. Like, what should I do? I'm going into battle. So he goes to this lady who conjures this ghost, and they start talking, and then you go a little further and you get to Shakespeare and of course you have Hamlet, Hamlet yeah. mm-hmm. which is a perfect ghost story yeah. you know and then later on you know 1800s you get Dickens and you get um, you know Christmas Carol and the visit- visitation by and, the um, ghost uh, is, is it like like early 1900s with um, Shirley Jackson I guess with like the, the haunting of uh, 
stuff like Hill House and everything yeah, else. Yeah, So and then yeah. you've got you know today like who doesn't love Moaning Myrtle in, in Harry Potter? <laughs> so it's just this huge thread, you know, all all across literature and then you know today with TV and other media sure. about like what happens after death. Could we communicate? You know, and I just I don't know. I wanted to see if we could. And then for me to, to answer your question about this specific moment, kind of where it all coalesced, uh, when my grandmother uh, towards the end of her life and she was in hospice care. And I was there, and hospice people are really amazing people. Like, it's, it's an incredible job, and they do incredible things. And they, they not only comfort the people, but they can tell you, like, when they're going to pass. I mean, because they can tell by their body and what's happening. And mm-hmm. so one day we got the call of, like, you, you really need to come down. You know, your grandmother's struggling, and this is probably going to be the day. So my aunt and my mother and I went down. I remember being there, and, you know, my aunt was, I think, or my mother, someone was painting her fingernails, and they were kind of singing, and my grandmother was very religious, and they're singing, like, some of the old hymns that she liked. And then when it looked like it was coming to that time, when her breathing became labored and everything, I was kind of leaning over, you know, the bed where she was at, and as she passed and took that last breath, I I feel, I, I mean, I know that I, I felt like something like her spirit leave her body, like just a little wisp of air, you mm-hmm. know, because I was leaning over her. And it was so peaceful. Like she just kind of like let go. And I, and I really feel to this day that I actually felt something. And that made me want to explore it more. Like, could I make contact with her? Uh, could she make contact with me? You know, and I'm a parent now, you know, my son's in his 30s and uh, only child. And I think, you know, you know, when I go, like, can I let yeah. him know, hey, dad's, we're, we're cool. I'm good. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be watching over on you or you hear stories like that. So for me, that was really the event that took all the reading and all the stories and say, I wonder if we can really do this. I mean, yeah. it, it, it goes back so far, so many cultures, so many different types of stories. Is like, there is there a kernel of truth in all this? Because it's been, we've been telling these each other these stories for so long in so many different cultures and mythologies. And look how many trips through the underworld there are, you know, in different stories with Homer and other, uh, you know, the Epic of Gilgamesh. That's the oldest book we have. It's got a voyage through the underworld. So there's some fascination, and maybe it's narcissism that it can't be the end. Right. Certainly yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, not. <laughs> you know, certainly there must be more. Um, so I think that drives part of it. Just wondering. But that, that was the event that kind of coalesced it all for me. Where- so from there to where you are now, where you are this like huh, real McCoy, uh, what uh, what what type of things have you done since then? Uh, I guess gives a little bit on your background of like skills and everything like like, like now at this point. Well, I just, you know, I joined a group. I was living out in California, joined a, a ghost hunting group, as most of us say. Um, and started just going on some things with them. So we went to a couple of cemeteries and just even during the day with equipment, I started to accumulate a little bit of equipment for EMF meters and things to measure energy changes and then just recording. You know, now like your phone has half the stuff you use on it. Oh, really? We, okay. We, yeah, we just have to buy everything, but you can record on your phone, take a picture, take video. It's like a backpack. You're just like, you know, a can around of stuff or whatever, exactly. basically. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, here, let me get my, my knapsack. <laughs> Um, so you just start getting equipment, and uh, we got to investigate at the Queen Mary one time. That was kind of cool. Oh, That's cool. on yeah. the bucket list. And then I moved, and I joined a group in Louisiana, and that was kind of a different different way that they did things and some really good people. But you keep learning. And then um, when I moved up here, I just went to, like, on Meetup. There's all kinds of paranormal meetups, ghost hunting meetups. If, if folks are interested, just, you know, go and look for a group and go to a free meetup. Yeah. What uh? What led you here to uh for from California? Job, trans- job transfer. So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Yep. And I was looking to make a change. And, and I was looking for just uh, in the South, and it's very uh, – a friend of mine said it best, I guess. If, if the problem with winning the rat race is you're still a rat. And I was in a very high <laughs> – I was in a very you know, high-energy – big city and it's just like you're so into that that you, it takes a while to step away and I just wanted to slow down as I was getting older and and just the the, the daily grind was getting yeah to oh me. my god I'm like I'm 37 and, and like I'm already done with it I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm already done with this grind like you know where do I get off you know? <laughs> like, well it's all challenging for everybody right now oh I mean, that's yeah. true yeah, yeah, however yeah. you felt sure. in January it's it's worse now yes mm-hmm. but uh, very, very true yeah so I've got a question for you. All right. um, with all of these meetups and these, um, you know, moving around, mm-hmm. did you meet your wife through one of those groups? I know she has. No, th- actually, we met in other in, in a different community. We both okay. pra- practice an alternative spirituality. We're both pagans, okay. and I was at a pagan meetup, and then we met, and she was also. In, I didn't know she came with her own ghost gear. She was like Barbie, like she had everything. <laughs> you know, she can cook. She had her own and, enormous naps. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. And pretty soon, her nap nap steps were. You know, side yeah. by side. Aww. It was so romantic. Um, but you just find people that you gel with, you know. And yeah. I met her and just everything we had in common. It was just so extraordinary. I feel like that was like a supernatural thing in my life to find someone that not only will tolerate your hobbies, you know, but, <laughs> but, but enjoys, shared, them. Yeah. enjoys them. Yeah. So. That's great. That's great. And I, and I know um, our guide was telling us a little bit about how you guys do things she said you're more about the investigative side the scientific side of things right um where emily is more about energies and Mm -hmm. spirituality so how does that work when you guys are doing hunts is that well you know the group that we have now here in memphis we keep it separate so we have historical haunts investigations if you go to our website you for businesses and Mm -hmm. and private people and then we have the tour side they are completely separate okay so we occasionally bring the tour people but they are more performers and storytellers and they know how to use the equipment but they're they they're not the same type of people on the investigation side we have a lot of professional people we have graphic arts people we have it people Mm -hmm. Uh, we skew a little older actually you know so we have time and and, in the ability to do some things Uh, and then we may come together and share evidence with the tour people if we get some really cool stuff okay but uh we we kind of that separately and then Emily and we have another lady that uh, is a medium that we work with and Emily um, is sensitive and she picks up on energy and different things and she's been working with mediums for a few years because it's like a muscle you got to develop it. okay okay so we kind of separate them so usually we will do you know the, the sciencey part walking through in groups and taking you know baseline readings checking the energy to make sure uh, that it isn't something construction related you know like there's a, a bad wiring that's throwing off these these meters so we do that um, and then later on or separately we'll have Emily and one of our other folks go off and see what they pick up okay so and then towards the end we kind of bring it all together what have, what have we picked up in terms of evidence what have they picked up and then we usually do a session together so we try and keep them separate. We don't. Uh, I can tell you what we don't do is we don't just follow the medium. Okay, right. it's not like on TV <laughs> yeah. of right, like, right. like you know children cross over. <laughs> let's go this <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Carolyn. Yeah. Uh, ooh, good reference. Yeah, hey. uh, 
<laughs> so we, we, we don't do that. We keep it separate, then we bring it together and see if we can make it coalesce. Because we're about the story. I, I, I mean, some people get into this, the ghost hunting, and we like to say paranormal, paranormal investigators. Okay, yeah, sounds, okay. It's more upscale and bougie. Okay. Uh, but it's more of what we do. It's got more syllables. You yeah, know, it's, it's got nice. more syllables. It's got to be, gotta be more important. Um, but some folks do it just for what we call the Scooby-Doo moment. They want to get scared. They want to have something happen. And then like, oh, my God. Ah, ah. But yet, that's exactly why you're there. So we're the opposite. Like, we're super calm. Even if stuff gets happening, we're like, okay, this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and about creating evidence. Because if you don't have audio, video, a combination of anything, it's still a story. Right. You know, and everybody's got a story. I mean, so yeah. many people do. And that's okay. And I'm not saying that they're not true. But until you can uh, record it and show other people and then, you know, look at your evidence and, and see really what, what you've got, um, that I think that's what people want to know. They want to know as much as they can as concrete and as true. And that might be like 2% of, of what you do. I mean, hours and hours of tape and video you have to listen to to find two little clips that you yeah. can't explain. Well, I guess uh, speaking of people that, that 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 may or may not have evidence, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are you know, just just downright like uh, skeptical. Uh, I, I would say to some degree I, I, I am as well, but I, I'm very open minded about it though. So it's not like I am I'm closed off to to the entire idea of, of the paranormal. I just like to have you know proof basically whatever. So right. I mean I, I kind of view myself more more like agnostic. So I mean like mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm open to to like many types of uh, of otherworldly things. Uh, I just want to have some kind of evidence to to like. I don't want to take science, but like, you know, just like, you know, the, the, you just need something to back it up. Yeah. You know, um, well, I mean, first in terms of, of science, I mean, uh, there's so much we're learning. I mean, look at what we're learning with the Hadron Collider and, yeah. and about, you know, particle and, and string theory and the, our ability to see smaller and smaller uh, molecules and particles. I mean, there's just stuff that is, it's, it's opening up now that it couldn't. And I think that we may see that in this field as well as we develop instruments yeah. and things to, to, to do that. So we say science, and there's restrictions but everything gets bigger and wider like all the time Mm -hmm. you know the world is getting bigger so I, I think that is part of it. In terms of being skeptical, I mean, we approach it with skepticism. I mean, skepticism is good. Uh, the, the best investigations we go on uh, for private parties typically are people that call us and they say, hey, I don't believe in this. This, yeah. is, this is not what I, maybe it's a religious thing or the way they're raised or they're very agnostic about it. They're like, look, I don't, I don't know that I believe any of this, but I know what I see or I know what I heard. Can you help us with that and try and document it? Those are the best ones because they're not watching TV. They're not comparing it to a show that they saw. They're not, you know, sometimes well, people will like self-prescribe. Like, well, why don't you use this instrument and look over here? That's not how you do it. You, you, you have to look at the whole house and the whole uh, uh, holistic kind of approach to it, all yeah. the whole property. Then you've got to check to see if you can explain some of it. You know, we were very... One very well-known um, big old theater that's here, a uh, little little north of Memphis, and they would say, "Boy, you just you feel uncomfortable in the, in the balcony and all these sort of thing." But when you go to the balcony and it's got wiring back to like the early 1900s, oh wow, and it's a mess. And any meter that you put up there just gets these huge, you know, EMF ratings and static and everything else, and that physically can make you feel uncomfortable because it creates a different pressure, like a static charge in the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, well, no wonder it kind of feels weird up there. 
because you have this huge power source. Now, we got some other evidence as well, but you want to debunk what you can. So when you get that little bit that's left, you feel less skeptical. You feel more like, okay, I've checked everything. I've... Um, investigated i've tried i've tried to debunk everything that i can yeah the, at the end of that night we had five or six of us up on a stage okay and uh, we had a video videographer there and he was filming from the seats so at the end we kind of always do a session the evp session uh electronic voice phenomena where we try and, and record voices and one of our members said well did you know that elvis played here on this stage and i said hmm and on the recording, we had, each of us had an audio recorder out, plus the video. You could hear this whispered, yes. And then you could hear footsteps across the stage. Now, that's five recorders, and he's filming. No one's mouth is moving. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was something, and we had some other things happen. But that's one where you're like, okay, I can't, de I can't debunk that one. Because we, we can see everybody's present. You know, nobody's lips are moving. And, you know. That's, you know, yeah. once you eliminate the impossible whatever else remains however yes. improbable <laughs> i misquote mr the holmes all the time as well <laughs> <laughs> all of the words are used there but i'm like you know like yeah. is it improbable and impossible <laughs> but yes you have to eliminate all of those things yeah. then what you're left with even folks that are skeptical or agnostic you're like okay I, how, what do i do with this mm -hmm. you yeah know? and that's the stuff that we look for um, so is there any uh, specific hauntings or, or jobs that, that they all have done that um, you, you kind of think is your best one or, or like your uh, most memorable? Well, there's been several, I think, that have been memorable. Um, a lot of times, too, I think this is another misnomer. A lot of times it's cathartic for all the times that you get scared and, you know, you have that adrenaline moment or, or you, something is, is creepy or scary. I like to say startling, you know, because, okay. again, we know why we're there. So I always tell people, look, you, you shouldn't be scared. You can get startled. Yeah. But this is kind of why we're all here. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, with all of this. our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you're at a restaurant. Like, oh, my God, they brought food. food. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. That, that was um, the point. <laughs> yes, exactly. But some of the best ones have been um, with families where it's been uh, like healing or cathartic. Uh, it, it, one particular family felt like the grandfather was there, okay? And they had some of their own evidence, and there was a number of generations living in the house, and there was like a little two- or three-year-old child. And the three-year-old would like throw a ball into this corner and play and talk, and, okay. you know, like there's somebody there, and the dog looks at this corner. And so they gave the kid a little camera. Like, this is back in the day now, when you had the disposable cameras. <laughs> okay, uh, so, a uh, so he, Polaroid or something? Yeah, so he's okay. got the little, yeah, I think he had to develop, but he's got the little, you know, play school camera. And he gets some pictures that there's like an energetic, like a light, like a blur, or like a, a figure possibly. And they had some other things. So we went out there, and um, the grandmother, I think great-grandmother, great regular-grandmother, I can't remember. There's three or four generations in the house. But anyway, so we asked these questions, and we're, we're doing EVP sessions, and uh, we're using a spirit box, which creates white noise where you can see if voices come through. Oh, okay, cool. It gives them a, a basis to use. So you're creating energy. It's scanning radio stations at a really quick rate, so you can't get a word on the radio. But if you hear a word or phrase come through, most of us think it's kind of paranormal. Is that what we were... Um, Probably. Okay. It's like, it's, it's like a black box, and then like yes. it, it's just like... Da, 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 and there's noise. variations oh, okay. of it. Okay, cool. So from that... You know, somebody asked, well, you know, why are you here? And they said to protect. And it's like, okay, because that's kind of what the family thought, that maybe, you know, grandpa, great-grandpa was hanging around, you know, playing with a grandkid or whatever, just letting himself be known. And um, 
so then his wife went into the bedroom and he had passed away at home and started saying, you know, same, same thing. Like, why are you here? Do you have a message? And all of a sudden it comes through. I love you. So all of a sudden we're all balling. Wow. You, know, you got five <laughs> yeah. or six people in this bedroom, you know, teary eyed and, and just to, for them to get closure on sure. that. Yeah. And then we were able to actually line up. Um, we had a laser grid in the area, which I think you guys mm-hmm. saw here. We put mm-hmm. some grid up. We got a picture of a, a, a form kind of in there and we were able to look at the size of the form in a doorway okay around a doorway and match it to the actual height of the person they thought that it was so like we're trying to put stuff together we 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 want to figure out who you know are we really like csi all of a sudden yeah we're trying to (laughs) can we figure out who we're speaking to you know or or we always want to know like can we make that connection and and Mm -hmm. is this who that we think that it is and again you never know okay because you don't really have any you know visible hard evidence in a true like we like to say we're sciencey but we're not science (laughs) uh we have any scienciness to us um but that was really cathartic that was really cool and we were on one just uh in the last few weeks that was on the other side we were using um another thing called a portal and it, it gets rid of a lot of the like the white noise, that background. It's a little more clear. It has a little bit of reverb to it and some other things. But all of a sudden, we were getting like these growls oh, and man. weird mm. sounds that just, you know, guttural like responses to questions. And then it would stop and then you'd ask a question and you couldn't really make out like full words, but it was just like that deep growly okay you know it, that was weird so mm. we're still working on that one we have to go back to that um but some you know emily and one of the other ladies was kind of like comforting the mom that was there and and they there was they felt again like they knew kind of who it was but there were some other spirits there as well but that was a weird one uh we haven't come out with the evidence of that yet because we're still completing it but just the recordings and stuff i've heard so far that's some of the weirdest yeah wow. when you start to hear that because we all we all associate that with something uh dark if you will but i don't know that that's always the case but that's the first that's place fair. your mind goes is sure. like wow you know that was not a happy smiley you know <laughs> it's like it's just like ghost like indigestion you know maybe yes exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know but it, it, but then if it's happy you're like oh no that's a clown then so there's like there's no easy answer you know <laughs> happy isn't good you know i'm just joking about that but, um you know. So, does everybody on your team have a specific uh, like a uh, skill set, or or is, is that the goal to try and get? Yeah, like a really we'd like to have a good mix. I round, mean, okay, yeah. Okay. Everybody's super diverse. Okay, so age wise, I'm I'm probably on the oldest end of it, um, down to some younger people. Probably, I would say mid to late 30s is youngest we have professional people with some major companies in town we have an it person uh we have a graphic designer and illustrator so you know the it people are good with keeping the cameras running and and some of them like they build instruments too oh okay so they can actually build uh like we have one that's some motion detectors that were just home built by some of our people and then uh, the other gentleman who's a graphic artist is like a wonder with um uh, photoshop Okay, not to use it, but to deconstruct it. Because you can tell somebody who's oh, really yeah. good at it when true, you blow true. it up, and you can see if somebody, the pixels don't line it's a up. cropping and stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. Exactly. Because yeah. sometimes you know, people go, hey, I got a picture, and mm. they're, they're typically it's something in the mirror or it's something here. Well, he can take it and, and take the layers and the contrast and say, like, no, that's Photoshopped in. Gotcha. Or another one we were at, a, it was a really good picture. It was really freaky. Um, it was at a local uh, restaurant bar kind of sort of environment, and there was a couple, and it was dark, 
sort of, and they were in a doorway, you know, like just, you know, in a doorway of a restaurant, quick picture, right? And there's this like floating head behind him, just like this weird white kind of chalky looking face. It was weird looking. <laughs> well, when you Photoshop, you take it apart and he was able to change the contrast and do some things. You can actually see the person that was walking by and looked over, but they were out of the range of the flash of the picture. So you just got this very little thing. She's like, okay, we were hoping that was something, but it's <laughs> yeah, not. it's not. <laughs> That's just Tom. <laughs> yeah. Lord. Exactly. But you got to be able to do that or everything looks like a ghost. And then you're not really... You're not really mm-hmm. digging down, you know. Have you had a, a chance to go over to like the Orpheum at all? Because I've, I've been told that that has a couple of like haunted stories and stuff. That there's they have a like, lot of haunted stories. Yeah, uh, that, that there was a girl who got hit by a trolley or something Mary. Out, Mary. outside, and then uh, there was a repairman, right? That that died. Repairman, I'm not sure. The Mary okay. story is like that's a, the classic, yeah. one of the classics in Memphis. You know, she's mm-hmm. one of the, the top two uh, ghosts, I would say, where people know the story. Um, there's a gentleman there that's the organist, and he has a lot of uh, YouTube videos up of his encounters and interactions with her. Oh, okay. So he actually, you know, you, you, I could share that with you later. But he's got a lot of things where he talks about where he thinks he's seen her or something has happened. Um, so that you could follow up on that one, too, and, and hear a lot of those stories. And it's, it was actually really surprising. Uh, I had no idea that the Orpheum was kind of like a known haunt. That mm-hmm. uh, like, like when, when I was online try, trying to like find sites or whatever, right. that I, I found a bunch of people that actually traveled to here just to I can go there and stuff and everything. So right. I thought that that, that that was just like you know, kind of cool. <laughs> you, know, just like, you, know, you know, and from from business properties, not everyone wants to be a haunted property. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So there are some locations that they prefer people don't come and investigate. And you also, you have to deal, you know, there's no set ground rules or any anything else. Each group is different. So we tend to approach it a particular way, you know, sort of sciency and slow and, and um, trying to debunk things as we go. Other people want to just walk out and just like declare it haunted. Gotcha. Cert- certified haunted. How do you do that? Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Well, I got goosebumps in the hall, so obviously, yeah, yeah. M- must be that. six ghosts out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it sounds as if y'all have a more like fair approach. I think it's fair. It's it's about really wanting to know if we can make contact. You know, what what do we know? And and you know, you're talking about all the nerdy stuff. What about the multiverse? So I know another okay, very yeah. very well known person in the field, and he's like, hey. What if part of this is the multiverse? What if we're on the 11th floor of the building and we don't know there's other floors and we go to walk, you know, we find a stairway, we walk down with the guy from 10's walking up and all of a sudden we go, hey, you know, who are you? I mean, where'd you come from? You know, so is there anything in the multiverse that sometimes we're seeing things that aren't ghosts of people? Maybe they're something from another. It's a remnant or something. Yeah, or another dimension. Or people talk about that with. Sleep paralysis. Okay. Oh my that, God. Yeah. You know, that typically mm. the people see the man in the hat or the hag, or like the two, you know, archetypes of that. And they're typically black and shadowy and such. Well, what if that's a bleed over from something else? Ooh, okay. Yeah. So we talk about ghosts. That's why I like paranormal investigators. I mean, what else could it be? There's other options perhaps i mean people believe in other created spirits and you know christian mythology you've got angels and demons and other people have gods or goddesses and the orishas or the loa or different different faiths have different beings that perhaps they weren't ever human yet they have attributes and things as a spiritual entity so it's not really a ghost so we're always like 
what are we finding? Can we figure out what it is? Is it the person? You know, it's usually what we're looking for. But we're open to that. It, 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 the world is bigger than that, and we don't even know how big it is yet. It's true. Absolutely. I mean, it, I mean, like it, it is almost like the 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 uh, ocean. I mean, like you know, we're still learning. I mean, like, we've only yeah. we've only learned like you know. Ten percent of of all that and stuff, you know, whatever. So I mean, like, I mean like, who, who knows? Well, I was watching a, a BBC documentary on on the uh, one of the ocean ones. I don't know if you've seen this one. Uh, I think it was on Blue Planet or something. One of those. And there's actually like water at the bottom of the ocean. There's like thicker, heavier, saltier water. Have you seen this? I've not it, seen that it, documentary, but I, I've read an article. And about there's that. A, there's like this eel or, or little fish that can go into like the heavy water. Okay. And so you're looking at water with the water like lake in it and a fish jumping out of the heavy water into the other water and you're looking at it going like i don't even know exactly what i'm seeing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know but i'm watching it and, and you think of that is something tangible like you said we haven't explored you know even half of the ocean yet yeah we don't, we don't mean, even know yeah i'm, I'm sure uh, uh it was like james cameron is the is is the only person who's gone down the 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 like farthest right like, i like, think so certainly like, very far. Down, like yeah. uh, farthest, 10 but... years ago or something whatever yeah. and like you know he traveled like i forget exactly how far it was but I, it, I it was know. the farthest on, like on record it was insane took that titanic and avatar yeah. money and like um I, well, I can't talk all of a sudden. Well, <laughs> <laughs> took that money like and tried talking to leave, you know, and everything. But uh, so you talked about sleep paralysis. So I, <laughs> that will give you my my take on the things that that like happened to me or whatever. And then you can pop it back to me like and tell me that that like it's nothing. Uh, so when I was <laughs> nine or eight. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> all, <laughs> all kids have terrible dreams. Uh, I um, awoke. And went into my living room to find um, a figure that was like dark and shadowy that was arguing with my mom. And before I could say anything, the figure was on me, holding me like into the uh, corner of the uh, roof. And I I could feel its grip. I could feel it, its presence yelling at me kind of. Uh, And I awoke to my sister um, like kind of like (laughs) waking me up because I was like on my bed, like, you know, violently shaking. A few years later, we moved to here. I moved into my my like grandmother's house, and it it, it, it was like kind of older, so it had a a dining room, a living room, a TV room, and a um like a like a front room that had like her her uh, piano and stuff and everything. The room you never use. Exactly. Yeah, you're not allowed to sit yeah. yeah. foot in the front room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so my mom was sleeping upstairs. My, my aunt had the other room, and then they sl- my uh, grandparents slept in like um, uh, one room each. So I, I awoke to hear talking coming from the other room. The, the light was on, and I, I went into the room and I looked into the corner where my gra- my um, grandfather has sat for years, and the same figure is there. And be- it's like almost like a memory happened of me knowing that the last time I, I was I was around this thing, it was bad. So I, I tried to turn and run, and I got to the stairs, and I could feel it hit my ankle and drive me back down the stairs and I could feel the carpet on, on my face. I could feel everything. Uh, and I once again, like I woke to, to my sister. Uh, the last time I was around 14 or 15 years old, I had a friend over, this is like a new house and how that house was, was like set up. I had my room and then a room here, a room here. And then this like hallway, all of our floors were uh, wooden. My friend was on the floor asleep, and I, I, I like awoke, and I could kind of hear a person outside talking, 
and I looked down the floor. It, it was just darkness. I couldn't find my friend or anything. I could hear heavy footsteps outside of the door. And for some reason that like woke me up. But it's one of those times where you think you're 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 like, you know, like awake, but you're actually still like, you know, asleep. So I'm I'm thinking like, okay, you know that uh, like, you know, it was really weird, it was scary. Then all of a sudden the uh, door that was there is no longer there and the figure is is there and it rushes me. I could feel it get on the bed. I could feel all the weight and it begins to like violently like choke me. And I, I, I like I, I like I, I'm, I'm trying to scream, but but I can't I can't talk. And so I begin to hit my mom's wall. And eventually I wake up from my friend the next morning. I couldn't talk. My, my uh, voice was uh, my throat. It, it felt as if it was like it was very strained. It, it was like a strep throat uh, situation. I couldn't go to school. But my my mom claims that like nobody heard me hitting the walls. And my friend says that they like never like woke me up or anything. And uh, I, I haven't had one since then, but it was it was extremely physical. And I don't know, it maybe like I was choking myself or something. I'm not sure, but uh, for for a long time, I, I had fears of of like darkness and shadows and stuff, and everything. And uh, hopefully, this doesn't bring it back. So <laughs> you know? no, yeah, but, but some of that sounds like if you read about sleep paralysis, that generally there's someone sitting on your chest as part of it, and there's there's the feeling that you can't breathe as well as long, you know as well as not being unable to move, and you can read about that, and some people think that that is. Um, Maybe not something physically happening to you, but uh, something like in your in your, your um, psyche that's that's up there. Yeah, you know. But if you read about it, it's across like many generations and cultures and everything. And people tend to see usually like a man in a hat, or they see an old woman, the hag, or like the two archetypes of that. And generally, it's sitting on your chest, can't breathe, can't move, can't yell, can't do anything. Um, so you, you can check on that. But also, like, it's fascinating to me. When you think about, though, like lucid dreaming, you know, that you can be in that state where you're part awake and you're part asleep. It's terrible. Yeah. Or you think of, like, other cultures that do a vision quest or they do mm-hmm. dreams. Uh, you know, I have friends that have gone to South America to do ayahuasca. Yeah. Do different things. How do you, Getting in an altered state, whether it's it's whirling dervishes, you know, in the Middle East or, you know, different practices that people have. It's about getting into an ecstatic altered state, sometimes through movement and different things. But it also you could do it through meditation. So, like, what if part of that is just releasing, like, you're open that some of your fears and some of your things are becoming real and you're, you're having to, to deal with those? Because now you don't have that. Like, perhaps you dealt with that. Yeah, okay. You know, but I, I think that even in the human mind, there's things that can manifest and things that we don't understand, again, because we only know a little bit. We only use this very small portion of our brain. <clears throat> and there's other people, you know, like, to me, like psychics and mediums and folks that have these these gifts. I think they're just able to use more of their brain, perhaps, that maybe we all have the skill, we all have ability, but we close ourselves off or we're too analytical or we don't listen. Um, but I think a lot of things can happen in like that in-between state, meditation, lucid dreaming, whatever you want to, where you are exploring your own fears, yeah. and archetypes that makes a lot of and sense. things. So I don't know, but I always think that that, that could be part of it. Yeah. But uh, the big thing, though, like you conquered it, right? I, 
I hope so. <laughs> or 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 it's it's been buried so deep. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like it just, just keep pushing it yeah, down and pushing it down. Yeah, <laughs> and then like I, like as I'm dying, my you know child, I'm like I'm just like you know now it's your turn. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, I pass this to you. <laughs> well, people get attachments. I've seen that where a spirit will attach that to them and just kind of follow them around. Uh, but generally, you would know, and then you can you know have someone you know do a cleansing or do something to to remove it from you. But it doesn't usually manifest like you're talking about. You know, it's it's gone now. Yeah. You know, so if you didn't do anything to get rid of it, that just kind of I would think maybe it was something your your mind is working out. You know, and, and it could have happened as well. But I mean, there's different explanations and of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just yeah. Um, so, is there any? Like like hauntings that that you would like to actually go like and check out any like uh, historical areas or anything. Boy, um, I guess I wasn't prepared for that. I mean, there's a ton of places. I mean, I like to go to the Stanley Hotel Ooh, in okay, Colorado. Yeah. You know, I, we've driven by it. I've been up there. I lived in Colorado for a while, but I never have stayed there or investigated. But it just seems like a really creepy place. Oh, sure. Yeah, it does. And it's yeah. old and the history. And, and, you know, we all know it from The Shining and, yeah. and that sort of But it still thinks like it would be a cool place. I think it's funny that they, uh, after the film, changed the number on the room so that people wouldn't go there for it. Right. And then after years, that they actually changed it back to, to like bring back more tourists or whatever and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I would like to, in New Orleans, the LaLaurie House, which Ooh, is a very famous haunted house. Um I don't know if you watched American Horror Story Coven, you know, that uh, I've not seen Coven. I've okay. seen the, like, first season. They used some of it. It was, it was a, a very evil and wicked man and woman uh, that lived there, and there's stories of them uh, torturing and mutilating wow. people. And it's, it's a big stop on, like, all the ghost tours you go there. Everybody, allegedly, that lived there, you know, has all these different things happening. Uh, Nicolas Cage bought it for a while and sold it. Wow. That, you know, that and, sounds like him. Yes. <laughs> Uh, not saying that's an endorsement, yeah. anyway. <laughs> but but there's just all these stories for all these years, and there's enough to, like facts buried in there. It's been embellished, obviously. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it were real historical people, and, and apparently some awful things did happen. Maybe not as embellished as the stories you hear, but I I, I would like to go there. You know, and you look at it; it's very imposing. It just it, it has a feel to it. I don't usually say that, but every time I've been by and you stand out there and you know go on some of the, the tours down there. It's just creepy. It just gives you that vibe of, like, yeah. there's just, this is not normal. This is not a normal place. So that's that's on my list. So, uh, cool. God, is it, um, I forget the like, artist's name. And, like, Led Zeppelin, uh, one of them bought. Jimmy Page. Yeah, bought that house because it was haunted Alistair and stuff, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you like that? Are you like, are you wanna, this is creepy. I'm going to buy this and just, and just, like, hang out in it. You know, I would say no, but I'm not. I'm not afraid. I mean, we didn't know that the building that we're in. You were recording in the basement where you were for Saturday. We didn't know when we moved in. We were we were getting ready to move in and working with some friends on some improvements here. And uh, the police walked in and said, "Hey, did you know about the murder here?" We were, like, <laughs> we were nope. just passing by. I thought, yeah. I thought you know we just tell you yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Have a good day. <laughs> you know, and they started to tell the story. That we started to, to read about it and and follow the history on it. And then have this interaction, some of which you experienced. And because of the work we do, I mean, the room that we're sitting in, we have psychics and mediums that, that come here. Like they've used this table for table tipping where the table moves around the room. That, that chair is out of um, a haunted uh, location here north of Memphis 
okay, that when they sold it, they gave us the chair. The mirror's out of another um, investigation that we did where somebody said it was a portal. So we kind of, and we have, as you see, altars and all kinds Mm -hmm. of things because of our our, our spiritual practice. And we have a lot of folks that use the space. We have uh, folks that practice Santeria or voodoo or witchcraft or whatever that meet, um, Nothing nefarious, you know, they're, they're, they're spiritual paths, but the idea is they work with ancestors, they work with spirits, or they work with other people. So I just think this is like a friendly, this is a friendly place. This is like a free zone for, for we always say good spirits who want to be here, you know, who only want the high, high vibrational spirits, you know, working on our best interest and whatever. Nobody bad is welcome here. And uh, but it's active. We have, about once a month we have somebody walk in just randomly in the store, and they'll be like, you know, I'm a psychic, or um, and uh, you got a lot of people here. We're like, <laughs> see like, yeah, you later. <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're all cool, you know. <laughs> and sometimes they'll want to come down. Um, but even the, you know, Emily and I just moved. Even in the house, we're like, I wonder if we have any spirits here. And it just, but, but at the same time, we're like, they're kind of welcome in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't freak us out, you know. And when you when you're around people who are sensitive. Um, in mediums and things that can communicate with the spirit world it's like spirits just come to them because they're like you can hear me mm-hmm. you know they have to learn to turn it off or, yeah or people just chatter all the time so it's very interesting once people are open and and there's an environment i, I think that you can like welcome activity in a sense so you can say like okay what's this is a free neutral zone here we're all good everybody behave and yeah. we can hang out and <laughs> keep your hands to yourself yeah yeah, yeah don't, don't mess with the dog yeah. you know just <laughs> don't make them bark um, so, you know, I would not be afraid of that if like a, people said it was haunted. Do you think that movies and television give the paranormal like a bad name? Because, yeah. I mean, like, do you think like, like, like in, your, in your own experience that more often than not, the spirits are more positive? And so, and so but, but instead, like on film, it, it makes everything look, you know, just evil like in... With yeah. like bad intent. It's very well, like a friend malicious. of ours said it best that she's a very well-known investigator, written several books. She's been on every show on you know tons of networks, and she said like you, you find what you look for. If you're okay, out yeah. there looking yeah. for that's for true something, in life, I think too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And she said part of it is that if you're looking for something dark and nefarious, you're probably going to find it. You know, and we just typically don't. I think there's more healing, uh, more. I don't know what's this solving of mysteries sounds like the Scooby kids, but <laughs> no, but trying to figure out who's there and why they're there. Is, are yeah. they connected to the land, to the building, to the family? You know, it could be any of those things. Even if you go to a house today, we'll get, you know, calls. We, we check the, the history. We want what was there before. This may not be attached to your house from 1979. Okay. It could be well before that. There was, there was, it was tons of things for, for 100 years you know, or more. So I, I think we get stuck like in this paradigm of like a house or something and it's deeper than that. Um, so I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's different, but TV does like people expect certain things. Yeah. You know, you and I were talking before we recorded that, you know, on TV every seven minutes or so before a commercial, the music cues, somebody turns their head and goes, what? Or did you hear that? Or dude run? <laughs> or yeah, there, there's some plate flying across the room or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that could be four hours of, of, of filming that's edited to this one event. And that's what we see. I mean, you're filming, you're recording, then you've got to go home and listen to all of it. And maybe you've got two little four second clips of something out of hours and hours of evidence so it's not it's ghost fishing not ghost hunting yeah we tell people you know and sometimes you can't be ashamed but there's nothing yeah but i mean like i would i would assume that in most instances those clips kind of make it worth it though right because like you know you, you yeah. were there for so long then like you got this you're like okay you know and it just kind of like reaffirms everything for you right 
that's the best part. But it's not it's not as immediate gratification as you tend to see. Also, I think it's sensationalized on TV. A lot of it is dark and nefarious and, yeah. and demons, and we hear all these kind of words. And it's super good TV, man. It's good TV, <laughs> but it's not necessarily you know yeah. what you're what, what you're going to find all the time. So uh, we we're talking about uh, like film and TV and everything, whatever. Um, so I think for most people listening, uh, most of our experience comes from watching really bad movies and stuff right. is there any uh film or show that's kind of gotten it like kind of right or or are they all just really bad and like absurd um i tend to you know i like the old ghost hunter show and ghost nation and uh, kindred spirits that team um we got to watch them work a few years ago just and watch them just and it, they're good i mean they're it's 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 sciency it's not fantastical it, it's 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 interesting. I mean, but they go hard at it, and they you know they were doing their own evidence review, so we tend to to lean more that way. And I think that show, uh, those shows, they have a good way about them, where it's never they're they're usually not dark and nefarious, and they're trying just like we do, find out who is it and why are they there, what are you trying to tell us, you know. So, but some of the other ones are just that, you know. Paranormal lock. No, I won't say. That. I don't even. Know, I think that's the name of a show. But the people that go in like we're going to lock ourselves in oh, overnight. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, okay. First of all, if we think it's a spirit of a person, they're outside space and time. Okay, <laughs> right? Oh, so, it's ten o'clock. It's time to like start like scaring people. And people say that too. Was, well, you need to be there between midnight and yeah. three at the witching the, the hour. Witching hour. Yeah. Yes. I mean, my question is always, what time zone? <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're it's like gremlins, you know, it's like yeah. it's, it's, it's always midnight somewhere. You know? Somewhere. Yeah. You know, so I think some of that becomes superstition and in things that you cling to like that, like a black cat or walking under a ladder or the, yeah. the, the witching hour between twelve and three. Like, spirits don't have a watch. They they don't even understand. <laughs> they're not in time. You know, so I think some of the shows, uh, people get like kind of false feelings about about certain times or certain events or things that happen, you know, that maybe aren't completely true. And sometimes we have to rule some of those things out. Yeah. Uh, then some is just practical. We were at one, it was a business, and <clears throat> they, heard, they heard like strange knocking on the walls, some of the people that worked at night, right? Well, we went, we investigated. And we had a couple things we thought were interesting, okay. But but at the end of the night, when there's the, the building's quiet, and there's just us in there, and we had a, one other person that's a construction person, and I grew up in construction, you, they had a, a drinking fountain on the wall, right? Well, you don't know where the pipes ran, so this knocking sound here is clear around the other side of the building, but we finally figured out it's when you get water. That there was a pipe. Oh, wow, yeah. It's like, okay, that's not a Scooby-Doo moment. We figured <laughs> it out. That wasn't it. That we, we could explain that for him. You know, so sometimes it's something totally obvious. And you rarely, you rarely see that on TV where somebody goes, oh, man, it's a pipe. You know, <laughs> they don't show you that yeah, part. It, it, and, like, you, you especially don't see it on any, like, uh, uh, Zach Baggins shows mm-hmm. where, where, where it's, it's, all, it's, it's all demon stuff. It's all, yeah. it's all evil. So uh, we'll be a kind portal of, to hell. It's a portal, yeah. Watch that nine. Yeah. So, uh, do you think that he has hurt the uh, paranormal field, or or that he's helped things because he's so popular, or like how do you view him? I guess. Well, I, I think that anything that gets people interested in the paranormal, and by that I'm going to say of seeing the world as being bigger. Okay. If it has that effect, I think it's a good thing. Okay. I I, I struggle with anyone who makes it too sensational. Or puts like fear on people, so that any little thing that happens, they automatically think from TV that oh, it's a demon or it's a portal to hell or it's they they go. Everybody wants to go to like the worst place, 
You know, I mean, we all yeah. do that. It's human nature. Like, you know, oh, I hope it's not cancer. You know, or I hope it's, I have a cold. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I have a cold. You know, and I think that people do that even in, in that realm. They just they. Some people almost want it to be, in a sense, their fifteen minutes of paranormal fame. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And, and, they, and they see that as possibly available, um, but it's not necessarily a good starting point to assume that what's happening is some hugely supernatural thing. Uh, have you heard that he is supposed to go to uh, Carol Baskin's um, zoo to to try and talk to the dead tigers and possibly find her husband? That is a perfect match. Not since <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't, it, it's, yeah. It's like it's, it's like he's he's that type of guy. He's almost the. That's the, like Doctor Doolittle. Yes. Too. So right. You're in the paranormal realm, but I also have to be able to talk to the animals. <laughs> <laughs> like Rex Harrison and yeah. Ghost Hunt. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying, and man, that's. that's it's it's funny because I. On the edge. I almost view him as the like Chris Angel of the like you know ghost hunting world you know so so so, so it's like you know, he's he's very popular, but like almost nobody else respects him even though like you know he he, he, he like he has a lot of like you know fans and stuff and following and television shows, but it's like almost almost everybody thinks that he's just like over sensationalized person kind of Dude, I just stuff. saw Chris Angel last year. Oh, now really? you're shaming me. <laughs> <laughs> no. But okay, let's mix those two together. Okay, okay. okay, let's mash up. One of the reasons I like Chris Angel, if you used to watch any like on Mind Freak, Mind his Freak. old show, and he he had one or two episodes where he took like these D-list celebrities, okay, like the like the stunt double from the third guy on the Brady Bunch that was the mechanic or something. And but he hey, found Terry. these people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're just mean. <laughs> Dude, Sharknado is Shark- classic. Oh, you're right, you're classic. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not anyway. the loss of So, but he takes these D-list celebrities uh, to places, and he uses just stage magic, okay? Okay. But he weaves it into this narrative about something is haunted, and there's a spirit here. These people are screaming and crying, and so I was just fascinated by his ability to, like, captivate them and, like, just get them so ramped up in this. But if you watch it, like, I hugely like stage magic, too. To, to, to see what he's doing, I'm like, okay, I've seen this trick a bunch of times in different yeah. ways, but in the context of what he's doing, it's it's really scary. But I, I like Chris Angel for that. I like and magic it, also. So yeah, magic, and, he, yeah. <laughs> and he just says, look, at the end, he's like, it's fake. Like, this is all fake. I just faked you. you know. Yeah. But, but yet everybody is just you know going crazy. Um, so that's probably a good metaphor, I guess. I could see both of them kind of see, being seen, seen as fringe, sort of yeah. on the outskirts. Yeah. Uh, not not the classy ones, in the, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't like mean they're not enjoyable or anything. Soap opera esque or whatever. <laughs> yes. You give me a uh, thing. Yeah, good. You're okay. I think I'm. I think I asked the questions. <laughs> okay. I'm um, just like so intrigued. Everything you're saying sounds. We so were actually me, uh, so. really oh, surprised we're um, at how great your like shop is. Like, Thank like you. it. Uh, we. we I, I guess when. I guess I just. I fully expected it to just be like a room, and we would just be led donk the bus or something instead it's got like all types of just like really like great stuff in there like uh like we were like we were, we were driving here like and they were like man like like if we had known we'd be like broke like <laughs> there's, there's so many cool things and then and then it's also like it's very uh fairly priced as well well, thank you for noticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Shameless plug. The shop is, oh, the, sure, of is the, the broom closet on South Main, five forty six South Main. It's a metaphysical shop, and so you do find uh, things that are 
I would say sort of, I'm going to use the word new age or metaphysical with stones and candles and, and incense. Incense and, and crystals. Things, and Which yeah. are super popular right now. It's very important because we're all like on lockdown. Everybody is into self-care. So mm-hmm. if they can, you know, incense makes their house smell good. Their house smell good. They might want to buy a candle on a particular thing for, for healing or, or peace or something. And the stones, people may carry one. Uh, this particularly attribute might be about protection or love or something. So even if you don't want to ascribe to magical properties, of something, it still is something they can hold on to. And it makes them think about that. They think about the health or whatever they're trying to do or protection. And then there's other things in there where we, you know, have products uh, and things for all different paths, depending on what your religious practice is. Mm -hmm. So it is very broad. So we've got sort of kind of the the metaphysical stuff. Then you get into people that come in and and practice, you know, various things. So Yeah, because um, I bought a, a goblet. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I swear, I mean, like for what, like a, a year or two, like we were playing um, like D and D, and I, I wanted a really cool cup. I was like, and I looked <laughs> everywhere, and I couldn't find any, and so like I, I just quit. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then like you know, we came in, and like you have a whole. <laughs> A whole shelf, and I was just like, oh "He my was God. so excited." I was, I was super excited. Okay. Yeah, crossover. Talking about geeks. Stuff. Yeah, sure. I mean, part of it. My son's a big gamer. Okay, okay. So, like, when he came, he's like, "I need the Cthulhu Goblet because he plays Call of Cthulhu." <laughs> yeah. So yes. I'm like, "All right, let me." In. So, and they have the Necronomicon Tarot, which goes with that. Yeah. So he like, I just outfitted his, his game thing for his D and D. So <laughs> some of it is yeah. just there's this huge crossover between I, I think a lot of the geek culture and, and alternative spirituality and different things. And Absolutely. People, and, and Kind of, I don't want to say they're coming together, but it, but it tends to be the same type of person that's open and has a an imagination and, and sees the world bigger and broader than. Do you so. remember in the eighties the um, s- satanic panic? Like w- with like D and D and everything or whatever yeah. and music and everything and I lived through that yeah and, like, and then Tom later Hanks on terrible like movie half, and yeah right and half, half the people were debunked afterwards yes. and just said that, that, that it was complete fabrication. You know, and any time, I mean, I know people that perhaps would say that they were Satanists, or another word is to say left-hand path, they would say, or they work with uh, Baphomet, or they, you know, maybe okay. some yeah. different mm-hmm. things. And uh, that's their religious practice. It's not like on TV at, at, at all. I mean, we were uh, somewhere in this this group of people that identified as, as Satanists, and um, just normal Adult people like my age, and they're like, and they're talking about how much money that they raised for this women's shelter. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, we are being shamed. I think, I think on, on film, it's always viewed as this like evil practice. When in actuality, it's not really like about it's that not. at all. Well, a lot of them today, they're agnostic or atheist. Yeah, and, and it, it's it's about it's more humanistic and empowering. Yes, it's of more the about individual yeah, exactly, and individual yeah. freedom. It's not. Like on on TV, and then you get shows like like Sabrina. It's like look at use that as yeah, an example. Yeah. Oh yeah, so fun to watch. I mean, it's a super fun show, I think. But they say that it's witchcraft. But the big statue they have is the the, the t- they they actually were sued. You know, I was, I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, say, yeah. The satanic I, I temple, but for, for for because of the design of the statue. So I they about that. so they take and they blend what they say is witchcraft, but in, but then they add all this other stuff on it, and so that's bad for a lot of people that yeah. think that's what you know, witches do. And it's like no, no, that's that's TV. That's that's not. Yeah, it's like you know, uh, one of my favorite shows, um, <laughs> Supernatural. They uh, go to yeah, like that's a good one. The, 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 they go somewhere and it's like a movie set or something, and they notice that there's all types of like pagan symbols and like you know mm-hmm. certain 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 god symbols, and and it's all about basically what what like it looks good on screen. It's, it's right. all about what's what's real and stuff. So I mean like I can fully see just random 
shows or random movies, you know, just like having like all types of just like mixed, you know, things or everything, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, the obvious one of that is the the pinnacle, yes. the pentagram. Yeah. You know, like that just instills fear in the hearts of millions, and they don't understand it's it's nothing. It's it represents the four elements: earth, air, fire, and water, and spirit overall. That's it. And there's other things of that, but it's not nefarious. Everybody's like, well, what if you turn it upside down? I don't know that it's upside down. And some people use that for, you know. It's got a, this side up symbol on it, yeah. Yeah, but there's so much ascribed to that in a movie when you see that. Like, oh, my yeah. God, you know. It, it, Which, I, I, I mean, like, there had to have been, like, one specific movie that is, like, really, like, I mean, like, I don't think it was in, like, The Exorcist. But, I mean, like, I, I, I'm sure it was, it was done, like, a certain film or something. And now like, it's just, like, in, like, everybody's head that that's, like, just evil or something. Oh, shoot. Well, back in the day, I mean, you had Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby, and yeah, you go yeah. way back to some of that Bell, Book, and Candle and some of the old, old ones like that were the first expressions of... of witchcraft or something alternative were presented so well you know since it is october uh did you have any favorite like horror movies or anything that like you, you just like like okay you want something really weird like i like like old school scary movies okay i don't like do horror movies really okay i know i know it's weird everybody's like totally surprised by that but i don't like um uh, like a lot of the modern stuff that i consider like torture porn oh i, I don't either okay yeah. i don't i don't do any of yeah. that um I'll watch some, you know, and I enjoy it, but I want a good jump scare, and I want to have a good story. Okay. Like, I thought I thought The Witch was pretty good. It was slow, but it was it, a yeah. good story. Um, gosh, The Conjuring was yeah. good. Um, <laughs> um, have you watched The Haunting of Hill House? Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It's okay, yeah. yeah. So that director is pretty good. Um, he, he has a very, like classical sense in, in terms of like of like horror and pacing or whatever right um i prefer that uh, some pacing and, yeah and build, i like the tension he has a few films on on netflix uh one of which is called oculus i don't know if you if you've seen that i've not, not seen that no so that one is about that there's this mirror that um is linked to all of these murders and deaths and so and so that they find out that basically every every home that, that this mirror's ever been in at some point the family turn on each other like and like you know like like died and, and everything so the story though is about this family that uh, buys the mirror and so it, it, it's this past and present style approach where you, you watch them being haunted as kids and then and then as adults okay. how they've dealt with it and stuff and everything so it's pretty good the the ending's a little lackluster but uh the, the ride is it's great Very and good. mirrors are a thing because mirrors are considered often portals and things yeah. can come back and forth we did an investigation in another city um, close by and it was a lady uh who was known like in the 19, I'm going to say 50s to 80s, uh, about, I'm, I'm guessing here from what I was told. And she was called like the witch on the bluff. And there was mirrors everywhere. And they said like that was that was her portals. And people would come to her for readings and different things. But she had this elaborate Weird. Okay. thing so that spirits could come and go. And that's why we have that one here, you know, that we have in the corner. Yeah. Um, so mirrors have their own sort of mythology. Already, that, very that, cool. You know, yeah. you're all free. Like the classic, you know, where you're you're watching in the mirror and the reflection moves differently. Sure, I mean, sure there's yeah, so yeah. many tropes that oh, are in I know. mirror. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah. in that little <laughs> kernel, great, yeah. yeah, that little <laughs> kernel of truth of that, or or in different practices, people scry in a mirror. So you you have a mirror, a black mirror, and you put a candle, and you use that to. Uh, as divination to look into it and see if anything forms similar to a crystal ball so I think when you hear mirror like a lot of people already have a story or something about that's creepy or they heard about that yeah or so I guess my uh, final thing is if anybody was looking to get into uh, paranormal 
Investigation. Investigation. I will stop calling it ghost hunting because <laughs> it sounds much you know fancier. Um, where, where should they start? Should, should I mean because I, I I would assume you don't want people just randomly like going in like you know old buildings and stuff and like you know no, falling down mine shafts. No, we've or anything. talked about that for years. Like we do a lot of conventions like like uh, comic cons and different things like in the area and like ghost hunting one hundred and one. We do workshops all over. That's one of the things that you have to be safe. You have to protect yourself. I mean spiritually, whatever your spiritual path is, you know, say a prayer or do something to the the deities or what you, what you believe uh, to protect you and, 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 and that sort of thing. And then you have to be safe in terms of, you know, get permission. Don't go anywhere without permission. Don't go anywhere alone. Uh, don't go anywhere unsafe. You know, if the building says, you know, condemned, yeah. whatever, like, uh, don't go there. You know, there's, don't try and be a hero. Because every once in a while you read a story where there was one a couple years ago, somebody died because they fell through the second floor of a dilapidated house. You know, you, you need to be careful. Get with a group of people. Like I said, you could look in local publications, alternative publications that might have ads, or you can get on meetup.com. But Reddit maybe or something yeah, as Reddit. well. But, yeah. you know, find some local people and hang out and then start reading. I know nobody likes to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm the old guy in the room. <laughs> You know, don't watch the YouTube video for seven Buy minutes. Buy more books, kids. Read yeah. the book, you know. But no, but it gives you more details of what, you know, what tools are we going to use? What are we going to go? What is our process? You know, how do we how do we evaluate our evidence? How do you put the whole thing together? Or you, or you just end up with a bunch of stuff that you, it's like a puzzle you're not putting together. So I think learn, you know, find other people that are more experienced, you know, gotcha. and, and, and be safe. You had mentioned that um, the uh, telephone now, um, it basically has a lot of the uh, tricks needed or the the No, uh, the, you got a recorder, needed. a camera, a yeah. video. There's other things you can what's, put on there. What's something else that like a person could buy that wouldn't like break the bank on them? Well, an EMF meter is like the, your, okay. your first okay. one. Cause what that's is that gonna, exactly? It is electromagnetic fields. Okay. They were designed usually for, initially for construction, because it would tell you where you were getting, either had exposed wiring or maybe something frayed, because you would read this, or to measure uh, around microwave back in the day when they first came out, like you were going to make sure that it was sealed right and the stuff wasn't escaping or whatever. It was a construction tool. But it basically tells you if there's any change in the electromagnetic field, which we believe that spirits are energy. That energy in a closed system can't be created or destroyed. So when we die, does our energy, that our, our essence, our soul, whatever the thing that makes you you, okay, and me mm-hmm. me, what happens to that? Does it just transform into something else? But does the energy stay? Uh, in, as some type of form that we can measure. So that's why generally people use EMF meters or static meters. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can just uh, repurpose, okay? Like we use uh, trail cameras. Okay. okay. Like, you know, if they go on sale, like at a, at a sporting goods store, they'll take a video or they'll take um, pictures. They're infrared, most of them, and you can leave them. And we've got some really good shots on those because you can leave it and walk away. And if there's movement or anything, it's going to take a shot. Um, we have used motion detectors. So you can buy a little set of a couple, you know, um, motion detectors, battery operated, that have like a little clicker, like your yeah, door. Yeah, on here. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like 12 bucks. Well, it's great. I mean, you can put them up somewhere, like upstairs if you're working downstairs or whatever, but you can set all these little traps. And one of the greatest things we use, I mean, it sounds really stupid, is cat toys that light up. So these oh, yeah, these, these motion yeah, yeah. they're motion activated little cat toys and they're they're very inexpensive, but you can put a perimeter up. Sometimes we'll run them down a hallway. Like we were at one where the local business and people were saying, well, they at night when there's nobody around, the people that are there by themselves or a couple of people feel like 
there's somebody walks up and down the hall, right? But we were able to put a whole string of these things out, mo different motion sensing devices, and see go off one by one by one by one, come back, and then we take them and we scramble them, move them around. We want to make sure that it's not the the the, the, the ball or the instrument itself. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you're you're constantly moving things around like an experiment, changing variables. Okay, but I mean those are very inexpensive. So you can get a lot of little stuff. Um, that like the other thing with the light up motion stuff, it's easy to film. So if you're filming and something happens, there's a light, there's yeah. a sound, uh, and Plus, you can get there for not not a lot of money. I mean, I'm sure that like when you first started, y'all actually built a lot of your stuff. Also, I mean, I mean now I if, didn't. If, I have one thing in my toolbox, and it's a checkbook. But, we, <laughs> but, we, but, but other people who are most skilled, you know, people yeah. who knew knew what Radio Shack was, or other gotcha. places oh, where man, Radio would, Shack, yeah, where you wow. would build stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, we got guys in our group, and they make stuff. I'm like, I don't even know how that works. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't even understand it. Because I mean, I mean, I guess now, I mean, like maybe there's a couple of companies that, that try to like make like like a cheaper versions of that. But I'm sure like originally guys were just building like you know certain things and stuff and yeah. items and all types of things or whatever. Static detectors are easy if you know how to do it. There's a bunch of little ones that are very inexpensive that you can tell are like 3D printed cases and a little circuit board. It's just beyond my personal knowledge, but. Very That's cool. Really well, thank you so much. This has been My a lot pleasure. of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have any last things to say, Allison? I've just really enjoyed this whole um, experience. It's really fun listening to you talk about this. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. And just uh, thank you for taking all, time out for us. All I mean, the listeners just expect the world to be bigger. There's more out Fair there. Fair enough. I like that. And we always be looking. Guys, uh, Historical Haunts of Memphis. Uh, just come in, start talking to Steven. <laughs> just, just start asking him all you know, like, you know, questions and everything. Uh, the uh, tour is great. Um, it's very informative. Uh, it's, it's not too expensive. Like, I mean, like, I mean, like, 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 I was fully expecting to pay a lot more than that. And so, like, it was great. I was like, oh, wow, this is, like, really accessible. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, if you, if you just want to do something kind of just fun and different, uh, come and be open-minded. Absolutely. Yeah. So the website is historical historicalhauntsmemphis.com. And you know, and add to that, especially if you're local, there's a lot of good historic stories that even the locals don't really know. They've been kind of buried in history and other yeah. things. And it's interesting just to learn about your town and like the little the the, the oddities. You know, that like, happen. Yeah, I mean, like learning about um, the the like graveyard and stuff. It was crazy. Like the, the idea that there was like. Like just just like like you know like all these headstones and stuff and everything right. and it just got like, buried over it was, and nobody had seen poltergeist yet so they didn't know that you couldn't <laughs> that you had to move the bodies you the didn't move the bodies <laughs> yeah. yeah without without that to reference no there's all kind of cool stuff like that in stories so it's also kind of like just getting to know the quirky side of your hometown awesome thank you so Very much cool. for joining us uh, guys. Come check it out. It, it, I mean, like we uh, we had a couple of people from like, out of town, didn't we? In the uh, mm -hmm. in the group, so yep. I think they were from Chicago. Yeah, yep. it's yep. worth checking out if you're in Memphis. Historicalhauntofmemphis.com. Historicalhauntsmemphis. Haunt Excuse me. <laughs> I you'll you'll find us. The mighty Google will find it. Remote handwriting. The, the Oracle will find it. When when Allie makes the social media yes. posts, I will put the correct. I still website. call them TikToks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.